Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Grab Stack Radio Show. It's top of the news hour, and we're coming to you live from the top of Bobby Wonder's desk, where we keep you updated on all things Pflugerville News, Pflugerville Entertainment, and Pflugerville Miscellaneous Everything Else. We got an excellent show for you today, just a wrap-up on our snowball extravaganza and a special guest in the studio to give us a first-hand account of the day. So let's dive right into the riveting world of sports and also entertainment. I mean, you really can't categorize the snowball extravaganza. It's kind of one-half sport, kind of one-half entertainment, one-half Shakespearean drama. Well, that might be too many halves, but that's because you can't contain the snowball extravaganza, people. You know, I think we actually need to start with the weather, because that was the real nail-biter around here for a minute. If y'all recall, last week the buzz around Pflugerville was whether the weather would step up and give us the snow goods for the snowball extravaganza. (laughs) It really was touch and go there for a while as the sun shined on for days and the snow in the streets turned to slush. (sighs) Was there any hope for the all-snowball inclined? Or would they be relegated to standing on their porches, watching their dreams melt into the snow drains, holding themselves back from repeating the great mud debacle of 03, when a few keen souls decided to try mud balls in the absence of snow? (laughs) Well, let me just tell you, that was not the right decision when it came to problem-solving that year. Fortunately, we did not have to test the willpower of the snowballers and their potential desire to throw mud balls, because the day before the extravaganza, it started simply dumping snow! Seriously, it was like someone called all the snow trucks in the sky and said, Back her up, boys! Pflugerville needs to be buried! If you ask me, it was almost too much snow. I mean, do you know what happens to a grab stack of my size in a six-flarsh-marfler snowbank? Twelve inches in earth measurements, that is. Well, I just disappear. If it weren't for my antennae, Bobby Wonder would have lost me ten times over. I finally wised up and fastened on my little snowshoes, and then I was walking tall over all that snow. So that wraps up our weather segment, which in this reporter's opinion was generous and optimistic. It's rare that you get to say that for the weather, but I'm so happy to report it. On to sports. The top story in sports is, of course, the snowball extravaganza itself. I'll tell you, the whole town turned out and more. <laughs> and it was an entire day of death-defying snow jumps and possibly tall snow forts and more snowballs than a factory whose sole purpose is to produce snowballs by the ton. Yes, listeners, the denizens of Pflugerville were in rare form as Main Street was lined with ice forts full of kids ready to launch icy artillery at their willing targets. Mighty Mila thought she would be a shoe-in for winner of the snowball extravagant by transforming herself into 10,000 snowballs. But then she realized she didn't have anyone to throw her around. (laughs) It wasn't her best formed plan, let me tell you. But let's go on now to our featured guest for the show and get every man's take on the goings-on that day. Welcome, Mr. Snood. What's your take on the snowball extravaganza? You know my take, you backstabbing little squirrel. Mr. Snood, I never... First of all, I'm not a squirrel. Second of all, I'm sure I have no idea what you are talking about. Of course you do. I told you about my plan to corner the market on hot chocolate sales at the snowball extravaganza, and I was all set up and ready to be the best game in town. 
$4 a cup for nice piping hot cocoa in the midst of all that freezing tomfoolery. What could go wrong? But I didn't count on some crazy little puffball setting up a hut directly across from mine, giving hot chocolate away for free! Oh, please, Mr. Snood, this is a news broadcast. We have something called journalistic integrity here. It was not a hut. It was more of a stand. Well, whatever you call it, it took money right out of my pocket. I know it is bad form to insult a guest on your own show, but it really just so happened that my hot chocolate was far superior. I told you we'd be assessing your cocoa with a discerning palate, didn't I? And the moment I tried what you were passing off as hot chocolate, well, I knew that just wouldn't do at all. Thin on the chocolate, and not a single flash marfler to be seen in the whole place. Despite promises of tiny flash marflers in every cup, it was a travesty, I tell you. And as a guardian of all things delicious, I was honor-bound to rectify the situation. But to give it away for free, that's pure madness. Oh, well, that's just because I didn't know how to turn on my cash register. Still, there were a lot of happy kids that day, so I consider it an absolute win for Pflugerville all round. A likely story. Well, that about wraps up our show, listeners. Thanks for tuning in and for drinking all of my tasty hot chocolate during the snowball extravaganza. I wasn't aiming to make Mr. Snood mad, but can I help it if I'm also the best hot chocolate maker ever? No, I sure can't. <laughs> Remember, come back Friday for Listener Mailbag. If you got a question about the world of Go Kid Go shows, Flugerville or Little Old Me, just send it on to grabstack at gokidgo.com. You might get your question read live on the show. It's very exciting. Ooh, and have you checked in on Lucy Wow in the Big Red Barn? She is cooking up something interesting that requires an absolutely inordinate amount of yarn. Well, I'm keeping an eye on that one. You never quite know what she's up to. Just search for Lucy Wow on GoKidGo.com or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can check in on her, too. Until next time, this is Grab Stack of Florp, signing off! Go Kid Go!